The bristling forests of northern Europe were inhabited by barbarian tribes who sacrificed animals and worshipped nature spirits among the trees and beside the streams. Any missionary who ventured among them, with any hope of conversions, had to demonstrate the superior power of the Christian spirits. The most famous incident tells of one 8th century missionary named Boniface, who marched into a shrine in Germany, the sacred forest of Thor, the god of thunder. The cult object was a massive oak. Boniface, so the story goes, took an axe to it. Just as he leveled the first stroke, a mighty breath of wind from God toppled the tree. The pagans marveled and were converted. Boniface used the wood to build a chapel to St. Peter. That is the stuff that made Europe Christian. The missionary monks overthrew barbarian magic by calling down superior powers. God blew and the tree fell. A miracle here and a victorious battle there, and the Germans were ready for baptism. The point is, Christianity faced a new and enormous challenge when the German tribes swept across the Rhine and Danube frontier and left the once mighty empire of the Romans in shambles. The civilization that arose on those ruins was Christian in character because the invaders surrendered not their arms, but their gods. How did the barbarians come to accept the chapel dedicated to St. Peter, where the sacred oak of Thor once stood? Why did the Germans come to worship the god of their defeated foes? The Coming of the Barbarians The year 476 usually marks the end of the Christian Roman Empire in the West. That is the year the long line of emperors inaugurated by Augustus, 27 B.C. to A.D. 14, ended, and the undisguised rule by German leaders began. The event was about as unspectacular as events can be. The mercenary soldiers wielding the real power in the name of the emperor were mainly German. Germans were killing Germans. In 475, Orestes, the barbarian commander of the imperial troops, forced the Senate to elect his young son, Romulus Augustulus, little Augustus, as emperor in the West. In the following year, however, another Germanic commander, Odovaker, slew Orestes, and seeing no reason for continuing the sham of an imperial line, he deposed Romulus Augustulus and proclaimed himself head of the government. That was it. No one was particularly shocked. That had all come a generation earlier with Alaric and Geyseric and Attila. Who were these new masters of Europe? The Romans had called them barbarians, because during early contact with the Romans they spoke no Greek and no Latin. But for the most part they were tribes from the north, originally in or near Scandinavia. Vandals, Franks, Angles, Saxons, Goths, Lombards, Burgundians, and others. When they started to give the Romans problems in the 3rd century, they were at a cultural stage midway between a pastoral and an agricultural economy. They engaged in so little commerce that cattle, rather than money, marked the man of wealth and power among them. According to the Roman historian Tacitus, the Germans were notoriously heavy drinkers and gamblers. On the other hand, Tacitus praised their courage, respect for women, and freedom from many Roman vices. A favorite amusement was listening to the tribal bards recite ancient tales of heroes and gods. Today the tales are long lost, but we retain Thor's Day in our Thursday, and another god's name, Woden, in our Wednesday.
the Germans lived to fight. Every warlord had a retinue of warriors linked to their leader by a personal oath of loyalty. According to Tacitus, any warrior leaving a battle alive after his chief had fallen was consigned to lifelong infamy. The chiefs fight for victory, the companions for their chief. During the centuries that the Romans and Germans faced each other across the Rhine-Danube frontier, they had countless contacts with each other, peaceful as well as hostile. Roman trade reached into Germany, and Germans entered the empire as slaves. During the troubled third century, many barbarians were invited to settle on vacated lands within the empire, or to serve in the Roman legions. By the end of the fourth century, the Roman army and its generals in the West had become almost completely German. The crisis of mass invasions came with a sudden...